Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the In and After Show. This is our second installment of the Attack on Titan season. We're going to be talking about episode 69. And I want everyone to get their nice out of the way, like right now. So if you want to type nice into chat, go ahead and do it. Episode 69, I know how that goes. You can't help yourselves, right? Before before we get started, um, a little bit of a, a little bit of a recap of, what, of who we are, what we're doing. This is the AN and After Show, powered by Anime NYC. I'm Lindsay Loveridge, the executive editor of Anime News Network, and my co-hosts here are Jackie J and James Beckett. Jackie heads up all of our video stuff over on our YouTube channel, and she was kind of the uh, the motivator behind making this happen. So if you're enjoying <laughs> the show, you know, give her a shout out. And James here is our Attack on Titan experts. So he's been Yay. reviewing the show on the Anime News Network. He knows everything there is to know. So when I get confused, um, I turn to him and then he tells me what's going on. So what, yeah. <laughs> James so, answered all the big questions for us. He did answer a lot of the big questions for us on our last episode, which is on our YouTube channel. And there's also a podcast version. You can find it at um, on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anything you use. To listen to podcasts, you can find the podcast version of this uh, to get yourself caught up. And we'll have new episodes uploaded there every Tuesday. So uh, before we get started, um, we're going to talk about the headlines because that's what we do every episode is we talk about what's happening in the anime world and uh, what the biggest things are. And we had a lot happen um, over the last week besides being, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've been snowed in actually for the last 48 hours. We got like a foot and a half of snow oh and I hear that it's happening um, in Florida, Texas, everywhere. Weather's crazy. Not here in California. Yeah. <laughs> Living the life. I was just at the beach. <laughs> I'm so yeah, really so much. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like sunny and gorgeous. I just finished playing sand volleyball actually but yeah but enjoy the snow Lindsay. yeah i did i went sledding down my driveway i have a driveway that um is like the angle is like this like it's um that was one of the concessions i made when i I bought the house i was like well the driveway looks like a pain in the ass but everything else is good so i took that and now it's perfect for sledding but really bad for trying to get your car in the garage when it snows outside yeah so um, anyway, before we get started, <laughs> all right. So we've got we've got um, one uh, controversial headline, and then mm-hmm. the rest are really exciting, actually. So uh, we'll get the controversial one, I think, out of the way. I don't know how many in chat are familiar with uh, Mushoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation. It's this um, gorgeous-looking uh, show, isekai show about a thirty-something-year-old uh, shut-in. He gets reincarnated into a fantasy world. He has to start his whole life over as a child, and you know, meets people, goes to magic school, all that kind of stuff. Animation is just gorgeous. Um, there's some creepy stuff in it, though, that caught me off guard and quite a few other people because uh, the main character is a big pervert, and I'm not really going to get into like all the like dirty, nasty stuff that's in there, but. Um, mm-hmm. That was enough to set off the alarm bells over at Billy Billy. So if you're not familiar with Billy Billy, it's the biggest streaming service in China. Um, 
they have original content on there and they also stream anime and everything else. I would compare it like more to YouTube than Crunchyroll. Like there's all, all kinds of stuff on there. And uh, anyway, uh, a popular YouTuber kind of called out the show, called out its fans. He said some not so nice things. Um, he got in trouble with Billy Billy. They like are going to charge him money or something for, for his contract for like disobeying his contract or something. But then there was blowback from that because a lot of the criticisms for the show were coming from female users and Billy Billy was deleting their comments. So now people are saying Billy Billy's misogynistic. And now um, a bunch of Jap, not Japanese, sorry, a bunch of Chinese brands are actually cutting ties with the service. They're like, Billy Billy is misogynistic and you don't respect our, our female, um, user base so we're not going to give you money anymore which is crazy because i mean stuff has been pulled from billy billy before even like attack on titan i'm trying to think of oh, wow. yeah at one point china regulates a lot of its media over there yeah. so um i was trying to think what the other one was that got pulled i can't i can't recall off the, the top of my head it was big oh it was my hero academia got oh, like big trouble really yes because one of the villains had a name that seemed to reference um war crimes committed against the chinese people during world war ii oh no i remember that and they had to change the character's name yeah and that got the manga pulled off the service um and i think the anime too and i don't even know if it's back still yet so yeah so it's just sort of blown up into this big like hubbub i don't know um if you guys have any comments on that but i i read that and i was like whoa this is i don't know where this is gonna go next yeah people are saying like yikes and messy and big oof i mean rest in peace perv baby thank you gabby (laughs) (laughs) i mean yes watch this anime and i won't be so yeah what this headline's done for me so yeah yeah it's definitely not the kind of um this anime keeps getting followed by a lot of like bad press i guess i would say like just uh, getting itself into sticky situations that it can't get itself out of. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I haven't watched any of it either, but the studio behind it, you know, I'm kind of interested to see who works at the studio there and what their next projects will be because they're, it, it looks gorgeous. Like the animation is really, really great. So that's the one like, Oh, we watched ahead, the, no, I just said we watched it during the watch party and we were all like about it. And now you told me you're like, oh, that's the one that we really liked. And I was like, oh, whoops. Yeah, the trailer for it was dope. I watched yeah. the trailer for it and I was like, whoa, that's really cool. This world looks amazing. Like the uh, fighting animation and like magic animation and everything looked really great. And then yeah. I didn't know anything about its uh, less than savory content until yeah. after like the first or second episode aired. And I was like, oh, Curve baby. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think the, uh, I think if I remember right, if reading the story that one of the big things that the, um, the, the Billy Billy or the YouTube user said was he, he made a lot of comments about like the, the fans of the show, you know, like uh, all of the people that like the show are, are such and such and so and yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. And he that, made some real blanket statements about them. Yeah. That wasn't cool. And that's like, that's one of like the first things you learn when you get into the business of talking about media is that, you know, you can trash talk a show all you want and, and obviously there are going to be times where, you know, if, if you like something that's like super, super racist or super, super, you know, gross yes, in other yeah. ways that probably, yeah. uh, but at the same time, you, you generally want to just avoid like saying, Hey, if you like the show, you're a bad person because yeah, don't do know, that. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Not, not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So oh, everything else we have to talk about though is good. You, Lindsay, Billy is the biggest geek streaming service in China. I don't even know how to say this. IQIYI is the biggest mainstream service. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Christopher is my boss. And he's basically just, you know, 
Is Billy Billy the big fan or... of what we create and also a big fan of correcting me when I'm wrong? Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, I always appreciate corrections. I'd rather be more accurate than have my yeah. feelings saved. So thanks. Uh, for the next headline, this one's really short, but I'm super excited about it. And I assume that Jackie's super excited about Yay! it. And that's, yes, that is going to be more Sailor Moon Crystal. <laughs> the first two uh, movies premiere in Japan and they cover what was the Super S arc or Super's arc um, or Eternal arc if you're going by the manga. And the second movie ended and said to be continued. So one would only assume... <laughs> that we're gonna get a Sailor Stars Crystal adaptation. I haven't seen these movies yet, so I don't know. Um, I wasn't a fan of Crystal's first two seasons and the third yeah. season was like marginally better, but I had hopes for these films. Um, and I like Chiaki Khan, who's the director of it. So I had hope for these films and I hope they're good. Um, a little bird that I can't say for sure, but suspect is accurate, says that they'll be on Netflix. So we'll get oh, to wow. hopefully check them out there. Yeah, there were some some leaked images of voice actors recording lines, and you could see oh, it's wow. a Netflix up on a screen somewhere. Oh. So that's uh, I'm not leaking it. Someone else did. Uh, yeah. So those are supposed to be on Netflix, and then hopefully I can gauge my excitement for stars after that. But the stars okay. manga is a lot different than the anime, just like the uh, supers manga is a lot different than the previous anime adaptation. So interesting yeah so i'd be excited to see them. sign me up i mean i'm here for anything sailor moon the only thing that stinks is just because of covid obviously like we can't see this in theaters and i, I always felt like crystal's animation was so good so i was actually excited about these movies because i felt like in a theater it would probably be a really great experience you know yeah. like i think all three of us can say seeing like an anime movie in a theater is just such it one, the audience is usually dope. Like, yes. everybody's just as excited yeah. as you yes. are and just geeking out as much as you are. Like, I saw Broly, like, three times. And yeah. one time in an IMAX. And every time it was just, like, more exciting just because of the people there. The like, energy is so much exactly. better in a theater. Yeah. I got to see uh, Bungo Stray Dogs at a convention. Uh, the Bungo Stray Dogs Dead Apple movie at a convention. And, I mean, like, I wasn't even... I like the show well enough. Like it's not like one of my top five or, but it was still, the movie was way more enjoyable just because like there are people dressed up as the characters sitting yeah. next to me and they're screaming when their favorite characters come And That excitement is just like contagious. I'm like, Oh, everyone's having such a good time. This is so much fun. I yeah. miss it. COVID times, everybody. We're going to get through. We'll get yeah. through. So uh, Sailor Moon, that's one of my big kind of anime blind spots. Um, I've only <gasps> ever caught like a few stray episodes when I was a kid, like on Toonami. Yeah. Yeah. Um, am I, is Crystal not the best like jumping on point then if you're like a, a new fan looking to get into it? Interesting question. Lindsay, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think the original 90s anime has a lot of charm. And there is a lot of quote unquote filler that doesn't like adapt the manga story, but they use that really well to build your um, your admiration for the characters and really get attached and find your favorite one. And usually it um, is pretty good about like having some standout episodes for each character. So if you're like me and Jackie, a Sailor Mars fan, you know, she gets like her big moments and you get really excited. Um, whereas Crystal is, at least the first two seasons and pretty much the third as well is more like a, like a straight adaptation of the manga, which was, okay. it ran in Nakayoshi and it's pretty light on plot and there's not a lot of 
there's not a lot of depth to it. Like mm -hmm. I love the manga because the art is gorgeous mm -hmm. and um, it's just like another, um, it's like another flavor of the same thing. But I, I grew up first with the anime. So gotcha. in IMO, you go with the, you go with the 90s anime. You can always skip some of the filler episodes if you want, but most of them are funny. Like if they're not, so they're not like central to the plot, then they're at least really funny. Yeah. Um, for me, it was like, just the nineties anime was just so much better. You know what I mean? So, and I don't know again, if it's just like nostalgia and like Lindsay and I just grew up with it. It was just like, when I yeah. tried to watch crystal, I was just like, this just ain't it. And they did those <laughs> you weird I mean? CG. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They did those mm. weird CG transformations just, too. Oh, CG had. transformations now. No, yeah. I mean, I've got, exactly. I've got the outers, um, transformation music still is my ringtone. Like I will ne probably never change it. It's a really good ringtone. So I'm yeah. It, yeah, I love, I love Sailor Moon. I'm wearing my it's, Sailor Moon necklace today. Too. Are you? Yeah, I wore my Attack on Titan shirt. You can't even. I see wore it. my Attack on Titan shirt uh, last week. Last so. time, yeah, Macross yeah. is on here repping yeah, my nice. girl. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, Sailor Moon. We could talk about that for hours. Yeah. That could literally be an episode. So for real, yeah, we'll, we'll not do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll go to um next big hype. Next big hype is that. They finally announced more Demon Slayer. We were just Yay. talking about it last week, and now we get more. They're uh, adapting what's called like the Entertainment Arc, Entertainment District Arc, which mm -hmm. I don't know what that means because I haven't read the manga. Yeah, but, me uh, no, like, me I don't either. know. Are they going to like Kabuki Cho or something? I don't, I don't know. But uh, is this yeah. involved the same characters though? Like, because I was reading this article and I was like, is this like a spinoff? Like you know, burn the witch to bleach or is this like still in that world? Like I, I was a little confused. I think it's still the same world because they haven't adapted the whole manga yet. So okay. it's kind of yeah. weird to like go off on an offshoot at this point. When it said um, new TV anime, I was like, I was just like, is it still connected or like it, it's not the second season? I'm just like, I'm a little- I think confused. it is. Yeah, I think it is definitely the second season. I guess I would oh, need to okay. ask someone who's like, someone called like Nick Dupree because I'm not familiar <laughs> with the manga and- yeah. I need to ask him, like, "Hey, where does this take place in it?" But I'm I'm pretty sure that it's more, uh, it's more from the the manga, like the main manga. So, yeah, know. this is a and, great anime, so I'm here for it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to see more of it. And the character they they put on the the key visual, like I don't know who that is. Guy looks freaking ripped, though. So you know, <laughs> he's got two swords. He looks good. Um, yeah, yeah, he looks cool. Yeah, yeah, he, he does. Cool. He looks like he's just gonna bust out of those like bracers on his arms, so like he could like flex, and they just like boing or something. I feel oh like, yeah, I feel like that's cutting off the circulation, something fierce. <laughs> yeah, so. something's <laughs> happening with the circulation there. Yeah, yeah, it's like going Super Saiyan or something. But he looks dope. I'm here yeah. for it. So, and then the last final one's real short, but we finally got the reveal of the monster design for Godzilla Singular Point, which is a TV anime that'll be on Netflix by um studio trigger and uh he's got thick thighs yeah can we, can we, just i just want yeah. everyone to like appreciate like the line between where the tail starts and like the thigh ends because there's a there's a very app like very the curvature there is just uh, you know yeah and it yeah it reminds me he's got thick thighs like he's a big boy he's gonna crush you yeah. in them you know like he's just gonna like snap mothra's head off with those so, things i think honestly i feel like you know i've had a bunch of like godzilla figurines in the past 
Mm-hmm. And it was like they made his leg longer and his body shorter. And so like his thigh just looks so much bigger. Because before they were like short, thick mm-hmm. thighs. But now yeah. they're like long, thick thighs. So you're just yeah. like, whoa, okay. So I'm a fan of it though. I'm like, he looks dope. So It reminds me of this article we put up on uh, interest, I think last year. And it was this teenage girl. And she had like the biggest crush on Godzilla. Oh, like was like, she, like deeply loves so they set her up to go on a date with godzilla <laughs> for the day so she got to like go to the beach with godzilla and go to like a uh what's it called an astro a planetarium got to go to a planetarium with godzilla got to go to like a godzilla museum with godzilla and she could like perfectly imitate his roar so like she would like do the godzilla scream at him like on the beach and then she asked him to marry her at the end i think he said no but you know because he's a, well, he's already taken mothra's mothra is his queen so yeah and i was just like i mean she had all these doodles of godzilla like she was like obsessed with him like in the same way that i am obsessed with levi ackerman it was ridiculous she's like yeah. doodling him in her notebook and stuff and so i was like let that girl take godzilla to prom Godzilla Prom Monster. There's a there's a game called Monster Prom, right? Yeah, that's true. Let's have a Godzilla DLC and then yeah, for real. She's she's a teenager, right? Yes, yeah. I mean, Lindsay, you and I were like this about Tuxedo Mask, so I ain't gonna hate on this girl. Like you know, you don't even. I had the biggest crush on Darian, actually, to this day. Like dark haired, tall guys with light eyes, and I'm like purple pants. And purple what? Pants. Who wears purple <laughs> pants in the anime? Oh my god, the black turtleneck, right? Yeah. And, and he has like oh an olive, god. an olive blazer and like a yes. black turtleneck. Do not, you know Pretty. what? Sailor Moon fashion to this day, that's why Crystal sucks, is because it doesn't have the 90s fashion. It's true. That's it's true. true. <laughs> that stuff has gone back around at this point. Like Ray has these really cute pink overalls that I would wear now. They're just so cute. <laughs> Yeah. All of any, like, I love following, like, these Instagram accounts that, like, sh- they take all these, like, screen caps from old 90s shows and just, like, the clothes always. Yeah. And I'm just, like, it was a different time, y'all. That's yeah. all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm not it even was. kidding. Like, one of the things that tied me into that show when I was, like, fifth grade or something was the fashion, not necessarily because I thought it was, like, I wanted to dress that way, but it was the first cartoon I watched where the characters seemed to have, like, a closet because all the American cartoons, it was just one, it was just the character had their like standard design and there yeah. might be a special episode somewhere where they have a different outfit, but otherwise, you know, like Doug, they all wear the same clothes. Yeah. Like, Doug, right. And then <laughs> I watched Sailor Moon and it's like, wow, like she's got like a bathing suit and she's got like, I've never, haven't seen her wear the same outfit in the last like five episodes. Oh. Like they're really like thinking about this and I don't know. It just stuck with me. I was like, "That's." Really I used cool. to like sketch them in all their different outfits, and then like yeah. in their like beautiful like gowns that I made up in fan fiction. God, I that <laughs> anime just. I was a strange child. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots of Sailor Moon fan fiction and sketchbooks that were really, really bad drawings of them in different fashionable outfits. But I move on again. Lindsay and I are gonna have to have a special Sailor Moon. Yeah. But all this will just sit there and nod the whole time and be like, this is weird. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of Darien though, it is the day after Valentine's Day. And so I wanted to ask you guys and chat, let us know too, like who is your anime Valentine this year? 
James, you go first because we've been talking over you about Sailor Moon this whole time. So I'm sorry. Well, I feel bad because I I cheated a little bit. Okay. Um, okay. My, my choice was anime adjacent. It's a Final Fantasy character, and that's like mm-hmm. the most anime of video games in a lot of ways. And so sure. I felt like that was appropriate. But um, my Valentine's, uh, I chose Ishtola from Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay. And um, she's just like a cool, awesome sorceress that doesn't take any crap from anybody. And she's she you feel like she could she could insult the daylights out of you, but you would like know that she's right the entire time, and that just make you respect her more. And like so, step yeah. on me vibes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and especially in the most recent patch um, or the most recent expansion, Shadowbringers, she has like this goth witch like whole sort of getup going on, and it it is just uh, it's great. <laughs> it's really great. She is the, the the there are infinite fan wars amongst Final Fantasy fourteen fans over who is truly the best girl. Yeah. But um I, I'd put money on Ishtola nine times out of ten. Nice. What about you, Jackie? It's, um man. Hi. Okay, well I know who I picked. I was trying to think of who from the final I would say Squall. I had a big crush on him if we're gonna talk Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um yeah, man. Good choice. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, beauty. Um, but for anime, for I mean, I think like Darian was my first crush or whatever, but at like all time, Grimjow from Bleach, man, like that is just like physical perfection. Whoa. And he's just got like, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm weird. So I love a guy who's a little bit dangerous. So he just is like perfection to me. We're not gonna eyeshadow I, game. I submitted a shirtless photo, and obviously they didn't go with that. One. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy has like an eight pack. Like I was yeah. just like I, I I don't even remember when I first started watching Bleach. I mean, I had to be really young. I had to be like a teenager or whatever. But I was like, can a man be this beautiful? Like, is it possible <laughs> that a man is that attractive? And then he's like sassy and like ambitious and just wild. Like I just. Grimjow will always be my all-time crush. I just like love him to pieces. So Grimjow, be my Valentine a day late. <laughs> Lindsay, so, who's your pick? I picked someone from this anime season. I tried to go recent. And also this is kind of telling because I kind of like go through characters each season and have a different favorite all the time. So um, I picked Izumi from... Oh God, why am I blanking on the name of the anime? Horimiya, I almost lost it there for a second. Oh my God. So I love this boy so much and I can list off like at least five to 10 different reasons why. One, look at his hair. Two, look at his piercings. Three, he's very sweet and he like, he cares about uh, Hori and like is very like in tune with her feelings and he's kind of quiet, but his parents work at a cake shop. So he always has access to cake. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, and brings it over all the time. He's good with children. Like he helps her take care of her little brother and doesn't seem to mind it at all. So he's just like, he's got the edginess, but he's also a very sweet boy. And I like he seems two perfect. things I know. Until perfect. In that first episode when, because I mean, already he's hot as hell, right? Like, right, right. Yeah. look about him. But yeah. in that first episode when, um, uh, when Hori is, uh, Hori's the girl, right? Yeah. Yeah, when she um when she kind of makes up the excuse for him to come over and like hang out with her little brother uh, to, yeah. to have him come over again, and his yeah. first reaction is, "Oh, cool! I'll stop by the bookstore and get a picture book to read to him." It's Aww. like, oh, "Oh my god!" Yeah, is, there was. Can, is that allowed? Can you be <laughs> this good? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, where is, is where is the flaw? Um, 
<laughs> fruit basket, like just like too yeah. perfect. Like you're just like, there's nothing wrong yeah. with you. you that's actually a really it. good, that's a really good uh, comparison that he's like a gender swap Toru. He's very much mm-hmm. like her, I think, as far as like that thoughtful per- perfection type. I also really like the scene from yeah. the first episode where he has to make it to the sale to get eggs. And he like, <laughs> removes his glasses and like loosens his tie and then like jumps over a fence and like soars over and you're just like, wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I I have not watched this anime. I've seen so many people tweeting about it though and saying like it is a must watch. So it is I mean, so cute. It is telling me on it right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, me, I'm putting it yeah. on the watch list. So yeah. Really, Yay. yeah. If anyone hasn't checked out Horimi yet, it is streaming on Funimation and it is great. Okay. okay. Attack on Titan time. It's Attack yeah. on Titan time. Ah, Go on so, and tell your friends. Yeah. <laughs> Just like every time, um, as you can see below, we're not doing any manga spoilers. Don't share manga spoilers. It'll make like James rage and, you know, I don't cry. (laughs) It's really hard to talk down once he gets up there. So, you know, please just be considerate of James and everybody else. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about episode 69, A Sound Argument. And this was kind of a this was kind of like a lull episode. Like there's a lot going on plot wise, but mm-hmm. there wasn't any action really in this episode. And there was a lot of flipping back and forth between like two or three time, three, three, like three timelines. Right, James? Or is I think, it two? I think two. I think it's just pre, uh, pre going to Marley and then post going to Marley. But I did yeah. get confused. There were a couple of points because they don't do any like sound effects and, Really, the only way it's it's kind of like with uh, what was that movie, Little Women, where you have to pay attention to everyone's hair, and that's yeah. how you know like what time period you're in, or if Sasha's oh, yeah. alive. If Sasha's yeah. alive, then you know what time period you're in. Right, oh my right. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, they didn't really do good transitions, so sometimes I'd be like, "Oh, okay, Sasha's here," so we're you know, yeah. in the past. But like, yeah, so that's so funny, the hair length thing. Um, okay, I got a lot of questions for James. So okay. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if like Lindsay has a certain agenda here or not. Um, mm-hmm. First, what is Aaron? What's going on with Aaron? Like what, what's his plan? I mean, like we see him in the little like prison, right? And then yeah. he like, honestly, that was a really, really chilling moment to me when he like grabbed Hang Hong. I'm not sure how to say her name. Yeah. And oh, wow. We have a visual. Look, yes. Ooh, anime NYC with the visuals here. <laughs> Um, this scene, and then, and then he was like, what, like, why do you think I'm in here? Like, I, I could break out of here, like, in a second, you know? Yeah. And then it's just like, okay, Aaron is dealing with so much self-hatred. He's also dealing with, like, what does he want to do in the future? Like, I was just like, God, I want to just see what y'all think is going on in his head. Um, also, I love, is it Hang Hung? I always say Hanji. Hanji. Yeah. So, Hanji. um... Love her. I just love her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's like trying, she's the like trying to connect with him, trying to be his friend. And I think she like walks out and she was like, Oh my god, like, why am I even doing this? And I'm just yeah. like, not yeah. you know, and she's I just like, I was like, God, I love you, girl. Like, you're the only one who's like trying to have a conversation with him after he's just completely like gone over the edge and everyone's like kind of afraid of him, you know, mm-hmm. like I would be. Um, but like, yeah, I guess I just wanted to see what y'all thought about like where is Aaron at? You know what I mean? And like, what is he thinking now? Like, what are his next moves going to be? And I'd love for the chat, like drop what you're thinking too, but I definitely want to pick both of your brains about it too. I have a theory. And um, my theory is that 
So because of some of the stuff we saw from the past, as far as like trying to keep Historia out of the mix, like Aaron and a lot of the other um, people from uh, Eldians, all the other Eldians, they don't want uh, Historia to have to become a Titan. And they also don't want to keep having to pass down these Titan powers because they think it's going to, you know, just sort of keep the status quo where it is, where there's constantly this fighting and, and mm -hmm. trust issues because they can turn into man-eating giants. So they they don't want to go down that route. I think Aaron's goal is to eat all of the current Titans and then kill himself. And that's sort of the, that's just the feeling that I got is that he wants that's to take- great. I mean, the, that's not great, but I think you're right. I think, I think- that's where he's going. I don't, I mean, I don't have a lot of like really good evidence to support that, but that's kind of what I think his end game might be. Um, as far oh as like God. why he's trying to, to eat hmm. them all and sort of kind of go in this. Lindsay uh, just solved attack on Titan right now. Like everyone, you heard it here first. I'm like, Holy crap. I think, I mean, that sounds, I genius. think he wants to sacrifice himself. I, I do. I think that's where he's at with it. He's gonna take take out all the titans by absorbing them himself, and then yeah. I don't know, throwing himself into the ocean or something. I don't. I don't know. But so that's 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 kind of where I'm thinking his head is is at. But I mean, I don't. His story is pregnant. Can we talk about that too? Like, <laughs> I wrote that down too. Like they're just where's gonna, Titan Mori Povich? <laughs> they just dropped too much. Like it was like. Mikasa's like royalty or from some like family of nobility and then it's like Historia's pregnant and then like I was just like what the hell that was like a lot going on in one episode um I don't even know where to start on that like I just it kind of frustrated me a little bit like I felt like I understand we're in the final season they're trying to get a lot done but like both of those just seemed extremely rushed to me and just kind of weird it was kind of weird, but I think Aaron orchestrated her pregnancy. See, that's also where I'm going with that is because he has, a, I don't think he's the dad, but I think no, he was like, still. I don't think he's the dad, but I think he told her like, you need to go get pregnant because if you get pregnant, they can't um, make you absorb a Titan right now. And that'll give you nine months of, of break. They won't, they'll, they'll leave you alone because physically while you're pregnant, they can't have you do that. So it was, a, it was a stopgap for him to keep them from having her take on any of the powers mm. and i think i think that was i think that was his idea yeah no, I, I like um, these my theories. first thought oh go ahead no, no i was no, just saying ahead. i like these theories yeah i was gonna say my first thought was I, I i like that theory about him wanting to eat all the titans and then just just end it all on, uh, on his own um i think the one thing that would maybe make me wonder about that and um you know, like people in the chat were saying, there's so much we don't know. Mm -hmm. um, because I really, the really the big takeaway about Aaron from this episode is that there's like a really stark contrast between where he was at before he went to Marley. You know, he was very against, like you said, sacrificing Astoria. They had that really sweet scene with Sasha when she was still mm -hmm. alive and the rest of the scouts where he said, I don't want any of you to take on the attack Titan mantle from me. I want you all to live long lives. I want to protect you. Mm -hmm. And then now post Marley um, it's something that Connie and Jean point out where, you know, he's, he's, he's willing to put Armin and Mikasa in harm's way without even thinking about it. Right. Um, he got Sasha killed. And, yeah. um, and so I, I guess if his mindset is in like a, 
and like a big picture, like I'm going to save the world, even if it means sacrificing all of my friends, mm -hmm. I can maybe see like his, his justification for pursuing that. But I, I'm just nervous because when you say he's maybe not the dad of, of Historia, uh, I'm just so scared because this whole through line of him just taking control of everything and, you know, doing everything himself. It, my big worry is what if he did like, uh, uh, what if he is Historia's father? Um, or Historia's baby's father. father. <laughs> the the, the Historia's uh, baby's daddy. Yeah. Oh! Y'all are stirring Maury. the pot Maury. right now. You two are stirring the pot. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't. They kind of already kind of have like a connection. You know what I mean? Because they like went through all that stuff when um her dad was trying to get her to eat. You know, like there was a lot of drama that they went through, you know? So yeah. They might have that connection there. Honestly, when Lindsay just said, I'm not saying uh, Aaron's the dad, I was thinking, I was like, well, well. Yeah. I mean, because that story that they give. Yeah, they give that yeah. story. It's I don't know. I don't buy it. I don't buy that. Like the the the, the volunteer farmhand who's yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, was, no. And she had that look on her face too when they like were talking. Yeah, they, she had that look on her face like yeah. It's not one of you know. Let's this is not baby. enjoyable. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. that is not a happy participant. So no. no. Yeah. <laughs> we're all looking at her face and we're like, like dead silent. We're like you so approach you're like i guess they're not married right they're not married right but no, i mean they didn't say anything about a wedding supposedly mm -hmm. she just went and hooked up like had a literal roll in the hay with this guy <laughs> and Lindsay, oh, that was a really good pun <laughs> like, i don't even know like just setting that up but yes yeah. okay a lot of drama somebody yeah. else said in the chat i think it was oh i lost it i think it was gabriella but just like it just seems super rushed yeah. like so many big things like like i i do want to talk about um mikasa too like i was just like that just i tried to rewatch that three times and i still don't know what was going on so i just put in my notes ask james <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. so they definitely had like they established last season um with uh Oh, I just forgot his name. The butcher, the the Kenny, with Kenny and um and with Levi, they established this like the Ackerman line and how they're like the like the the royal guard basically, um and they established the, the you know that connection there. But they've never really gone into a lot of detail about like the origins of it or um like how it all got started. And so I wasn't like I wasn't super shocked when that reveal happened, um, if only because I, I, I always thought it was weird that in, in a country where everyone has like a, a European or, or a Germanic name, she has like yeah. the one Japanese name. And once we discovered that there was like a whole nation of, you know, the Attack on Titan version of Japanese people, I figured there had to be some kind of connection there, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I do agree that, especially since they had to like retcon in that hand tattoo thing, that definitely was not in the anime before. Um, it definitely, it felt like it was table setting. You know, the whole episode is basically like, these are things that are important. Um, we got to just get it all out here now because you only have like six episodes left. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes, for sure. Actually, a lot of people in the chat are saying like Mikasa's thing felt rushed. Uh, I just am like, you know, I get it. It's the final season. And honestly, they've been killing it. I don't even want to like criticize that much, but it's just like this episode was just kind of like, I was like, oh, wow. Like they're just running out of time. And they were just like, boop, boop, boop. you know what I mean? So 
I, a lot of it also, I think, and we didn't talk about this last episode, but a lot of it felt like um, more intentional parallels to previous real history. So mm -hmm. like we showed that picture earlier of what, well, yes, this one, um, mm -hmm. it reminds me a lot of um, Matthew Perry. Yeah. Um, when when they you know forced Japan to open to open a, a trade by you know threatening to uh, cannonball them you know like oh you're gonna trade stuff with us or we're gonna just start killing people yeah. this is America so um, that that image immediately reminded me of that and there's definitely a couple different points throughout this episode with how uh, Mikasa's home country um, interacts with the Eldians and how like Japan was with the United States post-World War II. Like, and it seemed like it was critical of it because if you're familiar with, um, oh God, Marshall, the Marshall deal is that what it's called someone someone who's better at history than me drop the name of that it's it's where the united states basically helped japan rebuild itself after we dropped the atomic bombs yeah. on them by selling them uh u.s steel at like half price so in that way we upped our economy by getting goods over there and japan was able to rebuild uh the damage we did to them so um it kind of seemed a little bit like that because they they made Mikasa's home nation, they, I mean, made them out to be money grubbers. I mean, they called them that. Yeah. And they did a lot of like, uh, the shots. old lady licked her lips. I was yeah, like, yeah. talking about like how she was like, going to get access. Yeah. <laughs> old lady licked her lips because she wanted, she was talking about how she was going to get uh, like priority trade access to a limited resource on Paradise Island that mm -hmm. would um, power war machines. And yep. so um, all of that just seemed sort of, and there's been other things much earlier that has brought some criticism on Attack on Titan and, and handling historical themes like with the Eldians yeah. and the armbands and the Jewish ghetto comparison and things like that that have um, caused a lot of controversy with exactly how the story is framed and whether it is uh, sympathetic to um, fascism or not. Um, I don't get that impression at this point in it, but... Um, manga readers might have a more nuanced take on that or james you might actually you're a little more like deep in the lore than probably i am um yeah i mean it's all this stuff by the way like he said in the manga the lady drooled instead of licking her lips so i guess maybe oh, wow. yeah. in the manga <laughs> went a little bit further with that um yeah. also Th theo thank you for all these facts he also dropped that also to be clear the Azumabito, I think that was what they were called, are yeah, not the Ackermans. Mikasa's father was an Ackerman and Mikasa's mother was an Azumabito. Um, that's why she's both. So oh, in case you all didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. And that. Marshall Plan, you were correct. Marshall Plan. No. <laughs> I want to call it Marshall Project. In case you wanted to know, know Lindsay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, speaking of the historical parallels, it's weird because I, I think what tripped what, what tripped people up a lot for understandable reasons is how there are definitely points in the show where you could like frame the Eldians on Paradise as like one of the historical nations involved in like World War II. Um, and then like the Marleans were the others. And then obviously when the Eldians and Marley, you saw they had those those armbands that they have to wear. Um, mm -hmm. It all felt very on the nose because it's Attack on Titan. Mm -hmm. But a as the story has developed, the show keeps like, basically tossing out all of these historical parallels, but 
not at random, but it's it's all being applied in ways that don't really work for like a one-to-one comparison. Like for instance, um, in this episode, um, I think her name's Kiyomi, the 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 ambassador. Right. Uh, she lays out Zeke's three points for like, here's what you need to do in order to like save yourself from Marley. And one of them, um, it's all about the rumble. It's about, you know, like we mm-hmm. talked about last time, the using the the Titans and the walls as like a weapon of mass destruction. And one of the points was, well, first of all, we need to have like a, a test run in order to demonstrate how deadly and powerful this weapon is. Right. And, you know, the obvious parallels to like the way that the the atom bomb was used uh, in right. World War II. Yeah, it reminded me um, of that as well. And so in that sense, it's like, oh, like are the Eldians kind of the America in the situation where they have access to this, you know, untold amount of power and they're going to police the world with it. Um, mm-hmm. But then you have the fact that like King Fritz, German name, uh, basically used his magic powers to uh, uphold that um, non like a, a non-aggression pact uh, yeah. in the same way that you know, when Japan uh, redid its constitution post-World War II, they were forced to put the non-aggression pact in their constitution. Right. Um, and so in that sense, the LDNs are also kind of like post-war Japan in that they're not able to like defend themselves with the military for, for like a, a built-in reason. Um, and so I don't know if at this point, I, I think what the show is doing is it's just using really on-the-nose historical parallels to make broader points about the cause and effect of, of war and of fascism and nationalism. But yeah, I, like you said, I don't really think you can say at this point, the show is pro fascist just because we have so many characters in the show that are calling out why it is bad to be fascist and how awful it is. And and their suffering is really, really laid out for us. So it definitely doesn't make it look like, you know, if you all just get in step with each other, there's a great life waiting for you. Cause obviously you know, that's not what anyone in the show is experiencing. But I think you're right that it's not like they've picked one group of characters and been like, this is parallel for this group. It's almost like all of them have different things from different uh, different groups. You know? yeah. so there's no like clean uh, differentiation. It's very messy. Yes. Yeah. Extremely messy. Um we so I heard you briefly talking about Zeke's plan, James, and I was just like wondering if maybe you could rehash through that again, again, a part yeah. I reminded three times, and then I was like, ask James, um, because <laughs> I was just like, I and I I'll be honest, like um, maybe I'm just gonna sound dumb, but I was like, okay, wait, what's supposed what's supposed to happen with Historia, and like how is Aaron involved? Like the whole thing just kind of confused me. So you said like they said three things like really definitively. So I'm just yeah. like, let's just lay it out. So like if anybody's watching and they're like me and they're confused, like at least they can kind of get a sense of like what the plan is, what Zeke's plan. Mm-hmm. So to my understanding, the initial plan before Aaron kind of went off and, and did his own thing um, was that, uh, th- so the first point was we, we want to use the rumbling and basically threaten the world with it and say, Hey, if you don't, you know, lay off. And if you don't let us have our, our seat at the throne again, we're going to destroy the world with the rumbling. And um, they were going to employ the, uh, was it the, the Azimobito the, from, from Hizuru. Um, they were going to employ that nation's help uh, with the, the, he offered the, the iceberg stone so that they could have like that military support that, that they would use um in, in order not to use the rumbling. So to basically say, all right, guys, we're, you know, we have our allies and we're going to fight this war. Uh, don't make us use the rumbling. And then 
um, in order to use the rumbling, um, you have to have the attack titan, and then um, not the attack titan. Sorry, you have to have the the founding titan, um, and then you also have to have the titan with the royal blood. And if you remember last time, Aaron was able to use the um, the founding titan power like once because um, he he made physical contact with Dinah Fritz's titan, mm-hmm. and so. Yeah. And I was I'm, I was a little confused at first because Zeke should have royal blood because Dinah was his mother. But yeah. I, but I I now understand or I think I understand that um, like we alluded to earlier, his plan is to basically set up a perpetual Titan like machine so that because the Titans die after 13 years, um, right. and so they need to basically set up a, a plan to essentially go back to the way things were before the Titan War, where the Titans are. Per- perpetually being passed down, you have that royal bloodline so that the rumbling can be used. And then that way no one ever messes with the Eldians again. Um, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Gabriella just put Zeke and Aaron need to hold hands. Yes. Founding <laughs> Titan in order to do something. It's kind of um, like the Care Bears where they hold hands yeah. and the Care Bears stare. That visual, I just can't get out of my head now. Um, but so then how did Historia come into play? And then like, how was he protect, protecting her then? I think so I can answer that. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I go think for um, it. so. Historia, because she has royal blood. Um, yeah. When they were presenting Zeke's plan, they basically insinuated that they need to breed her, like as much as possible in thirteen years, so that they have a a, a large population of royal bloodline titans to continue passing the titans down from and that's why Aaron got so upset too because he seemed like he was like so what we're just like livestock like you're going to because we have the titan blood in us or because we can we can uh get the titan powers like you're going to make us have a bunch of babies like which you know he wasn't wasn't cool with so i think par- part of the thing he wanted to prevent with historia even though she's pregnant now was them breeding her and i think him as well all may okay maybe james does need to fill in a little bit i, I don't think him I, he just needs to pass on the power so okay. someone just see um, now that they have the Titan serum, uh, they can turn uh, people into Titans, and they just need to have someone eat him, basically, and so okay. so that they can have like the thirteen year on the clock, and then once their thirteen years are up, they'll have someone else eat them. But uh, like you said, um, in order to perpetuate the royal bloodline, um, Historia is the one that needs to breed. I guess in theory, Zeke could also do it. I mean, maybe there's like a plot point there that the show hasn't hit yet, but. Yeah. Um, and now that I'm thinking about it, as you were explaining that, it could be that maybe Historia went and got pregnant on her own because she wants Zeke's plan to work. Like she's on board with it. I was it. just thinking that. Oh, yeah. And maybe like, like, she started. just, yeah. Exactly. She, that's she, probably why she wasn't happy. Like she was just yeah. like, okay, great. Well, we just got to like start popping kids out. That's right. so sad. Yeah, because they, they talked um, when they were first presenting that part of the plan, Historia actually did seem begrudgingly maybe on board with it and it was Aaron that was like hey wait no like we're not doing that you're not doing that to her so it's possible that she was like I'm the queen and this is a sacrifice that I actually have to make so I'm just gonna go do it and then went and got pregnant and then those guys at the table got mad at her for getting pregnant when she's trying to like follow the plan that guy just pissed me off like I was like And they talk about how they think that Yelena like convinced her to do it so she couldn't be turned into a Titan. Yeah. But, and that's kind of where I got confused a little bit too, because 
And again, maybe it's because the plan has changed because of what, what Aaron has done. But um, Yelena and uh, Onyakopon work for Zeke. And if that was a part of Zeke's original plan, then they should, in theory, be on board with her becoming pregnant. But maybe they like wanted to wait until after she uh, inherited the Beast Titan power from Zeke. Um, mm. So I don't know. Yeah, that's that's all a little tricky because it's still not. We still don't actually know what Zeke's plan is as of right now, and whether or not Aaron's plan, which we also don't know in full, it, are the same. Right. Because um, we only know Zeke's plan as of two years ago. Yeah. Ish. Right. We don't. Yeah. We don't. We don't know how it may have have adjusted since then. And Jackie, what you were talking about about yeah. those like assholes at the table. There's yeah. my one curse word for this episode. Um, yeah, it was just, uh, it just seemed like they were um, perpetuating the same kind of racism towards Marleyans that we've seen Marleyans perpetuate against Eldians, like how they yeah. talk yeah. to the wait staff. You can always tell how good a person is by how they treat the wait staff. Yeah. And they were not nice. Mm -hmm. So they are bad people. Um, so the real question is, is Niccolo going to poison all of them? Because they have that oh, one yeah. scene where <laughs> they go down the cellar and Niccolo's like, can I interest you in this fine vintage? But he looks like we totally know, see, I totally forgot about this. You're right. Yeah. And I was like, did he just try to poison all of them? So he did. I don't know. We don't we don't know. It's alluded. It's just I don't know why they'd have that scene if that wasn't what was being implied. Yeah, um, but okay. So who okay, those guys at the table, they were um they were Eldians? Yeah. Yeah. From Pelicans. Okay. So but they're what? just, we haven't like met them before. So why would they be like poisoned? What, like, what was? Well, Nicolo's really sad that Sasha died. I mean, Nicolo was the so guy who's poisoning his... them because they talk shit. Possibly because he's Marleyan. Yeah. Well, Marleyan. A little extreme, I would say. Is it? <laughs> okay. I mean, I was, that, that all happened really fast. And I was like, damn, he's going to poison them for that. And then the episode kept on going on. I was like, okay, yeah. but Lindsay's okay with the poisoning. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're keeping Marleyans, you know, the same way that Marleyans were keeping Eldians back right. in Marley. So, you know, they were making, they were separating them all. And now they've got all these Marleyan prisoners of war on Paradis including Gabby and um, Falco, right? Mm -hmm. Like we haven't seen them in a while, but those two kids are still locked up somewhere ever since they got aboard the airship and shot Sasha. So, I mean, both sides are having, you know, or have their, their prisoners of opposing nations and both sides are treating their prisoners like shit. So yeah, yeah. Might, po might poison a guy. You might work your way up through the ranks as a prisoner of war to the point where they trust you to cook their food. And then you poison them because you know hmm. they think you okay. can be captive. So Maybe. I want to I want to pretend I understand this. I don't know if I followed everything. So the big takeaways are Aaron's losing it. We don't know what the hell he's thinking. Like we just don't know where he's at. And he's yeah. obviously like there's a lot of self-loathing. He's locking himself up in there and he's looking himself in the mirror and talking to himself. Like he's in trouble. By well, the way, he, he got locked in there by everyone else. Yeah. But he's choosing to stay in there. Cause he's right. just like, I, I felt like he was just so mad at himself and he's like, where am I right now? Like, it's like, he just, I've, that's what I felt like. Um, also when Hanji said that I don't talk to myself in the mirror. I was like, I speak. sometimes I talk to myself in the mirror. So I apparently am nuts moving on. Um, so Zeke's plan is basically to get Historia to make a bunch of kids and then she would have to eat him. 
Or like, yes. am I following? Okay. And, and activate then, the rumbling, which will scare the rest of the world into falling into line with um, the Eldians. Okay. And then she would have to eat Aaron as well? I mean, no, no she doesn't have no, to. No, she doesn't have to? Okay. So Aaron was just mad because he doesn't want her to get like involved. He's just like, ugh, like, please don't get her involved with this. Okay. So I think I'm caught up with both of the plans. Um, so we don't have that much time left. And I thought we should talk about the carriage ride. Because for me, that hit. And it got me emotional. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, I don't know. We can all, I'm sure we can all talk about it a little bit. Like, for me, it's just like, man, this has been such a journey with this anime. I'm sure everyone, like, who's in this chat right now. And, like, we all love you. Thank you guys for being so interactive. There's, like, essays in the chat. Like, I love it. Um, <laughs> but it's like, you know, like this has been such a journey and like this final season has just been so crazy. And just to see are like, they feel like our babies and now they're like grown up, you know, and they're just like all sitting there and like, they all have their own little personality. And I loved how like, you know, right off the bat, like all of them wanted to tick Aaron's power. So none of the other ones had to suffer. You know what I mean? And that mm -hmm. it was just a beautiful scene because like you see, like Mikasa be like, no, I want to do this. And they're like, no, well, we can't lose you because you're so great. And then like Jean was like, well, I'll just take it. And he's like all cocky, like he always is. And like, you loved it. And then they're like, no, but like we need you as a leader, which is like valid. And then like Connie and Sasha are both like, well, you're an idiot. Well, you're even more of an idiot. Like I was just like, I was like, my eyes were watering the whole time. And it was, I think uh, James, you were saying it was super comedic. Like it was funny, you know, like yeah. Connie was like, wait, you're telling me that I can't because I'm an idiot. You're more of an idiot than me. And I'm like, I was like cry laughing, you know? Cause it was just like, just we've grown up with them. Like they're like our, our children. And then just like to see what great like humans they've all become. Like that scene hit me like so hard. And Lindsay knows I am basically a teenage boy, somehow in a 33 year old woman's body. And it's like, when there ain't action in something, like I'm like, this is boring. I'm out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and this episode was good to me. Like, it was good. And there was not an... I, I really can't remember any action. I don't think there was an ounce of it, right? No. So I just... I think I was just floored. James, you tweeted out something earlier just about, like, how great the writing has been, like, in this final season. And for... We all said... It, every There was a couple things that seemed really rushed. But, like, this scene hit me, like, so hard. So, like, I just wanted to see what you all thought of it. Obviously, you can tell I was a fan of it, so... Lindsay, you go first. Oh, well, I mean, um, my favorite part was, was Connie and Sasha because, um, and James touches on this in his review, uh, they do that deadpan thing with their faces where they draw the lines under their eyes, like almost like they can't believe how stupid each other is. Like, so they've got these lines and they're just like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it was kind of like that one. And he's just like, what are but I love it. You oh. think I'm too stupid. And Sasha's just like oblivious to the fact that she's an idiot, I guess. And he just like keeps looking at her like, Ugh. and anyway, so I thought that part was really good. Um, mm -hmm. Also, I noticed that was Levi in that scene? This is important. But if Levi was in that scene, he did not offer to take on the Titan power. But I can't remember if he was there. I don't think he was there. Oh, okay. Armin, Armin was like at the front, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And he already has involved. a Titan power. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. 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 By the way, also, side note, really quickly, quickly, Levi looks so short next to all he of us. He is really like, short. <laughs> <laughs> like, you forget the dude's 5'2". Yeah. Like, 
I'm just like, oh my God. Like you, you forget he's five too. And then now they're all grown up around him. And I was just like yeah. cracking up. He was so mad. He was so mad that like Connie was taller. He's like, all you guys are getting bigger. And he sounded like a dad. He kind of sounded like a dad where his kids had gotten, had grown up and he's really annoyed that he's like really tiny, but Aww. it's okay. You can just put him in my pocket. <laughs> he's cute, but <laughs> very short. Um, yeah. James. So, like, what stuck out to you? I mean, I'm assuming that scene was probably hard-hitting, but... Yeah, I mean, I think, again, and not to be, like, too much of a bummer, but I think it ties into what the episode was trying to do. I think what really struck me about that scene especially was how much it felt like old times. Like, it had the humor of, of those early seasons. It had the the banter. And, you know, when it, when it contrasts that with the... With, with the discussion all of them have later where, where they're basically talking about whether or not they're going to have to kill Aaron if he goes too far. Mm-hmm. And of course, Mikasa is the one that's like, no, like that's, that's off the table, but everyone else, even Armin, at, you know, to a degree is like, we can't trust him anymore. Yeah. Like he, like we, we don't like he's, that is not Aaron. Like that is not the person that we've been following for, for all these years. And it, I think what really hit me the most about that scene, especially when the episode was done is I think that might be the, the last time we see those characters as friends and as allies in that way. I think that's done. I think with Sasha dead and I think kills James. Yeah. So like, it's, it's heartbreaking because like, you know, there's a part of me that wouldn't mind like the eight season long version of attack on Titan. It's just them going on adventures forever, but you know, that's not, you know, the show is doing something a bit different. And yeah. When Aaron tells Hanji, like there, there are no, there are no walls. There's, there's no bars that can hold me. Like he's terrifying. Like he's, like he's not you're making me cry. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. Seriously, like I'm like, I'm getting emotional. James is like delivery of this. I'm just like, oh my god. I know. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like it's Aaron has had such an evolution, and then it's it's almost like a de-evolution now, and it's like heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, I'm I know we're like running out of time, so I don't even want to like bring up that point. But like James, like you were starting to touch on that just a little bit. It's just like what's gonna happen with Aaron, man? Like I just I don't even know. I don't think it's situations. gonna be good, whatever it no. is. I, I don't think it's gonna be good unless I mean Lindsay's theory is very interesting. Like if it does turn out that his his motivations are more altruistic, um, I think that could be really like a really cool development. But I think. You know, the show's gone so far out of its way to show all the harm that he's causing. I feel like it would still be a matter of, you know, like at what cost? Like, you know, are, can can any one person say, I have the solution to this, to war, without, you know, making some big mistakes? Aaron's going to eat all the titans, and then Mikasa's going to kill him for him out of pity, and then that's going to be the end. That's the Oh, end. no. <laughs> oh, gosh. That would be so Lindsay. sad. Will you, will you, I mean, that's just genius, but I'm like, if you just guess the whole show, I'm going to be mad at you because <laughs> you just ruined that genius. I mean, honestly, Lindsay, you're, I don't, send, I think you might've guessed it, man. You can, you can just send, I'll send you guys cards if that's what ends up happening. It'll just say it like, I told you so in it and I'll put them in the mail Great. and we'll read them and it'll just be like a picture of me going like, okay. <laughs> Low key though, Lindsay, if it doesn't end like that, I'm gonna be like, your ending's better. Right Isayama and be like, you, you know, respect, but I think you should have done it this way. 
Oh my gosh. Aw. You guys, I love this show. I love yeah. chatting with you guys and geeking out about this like awesome anime. And like again, I just want to say a huge thank you to the chat. Like, um, we've just it's just been like a waterfall. Like it's not like dead at all. Like people are like super active and thank you guys so much for being here and dropping like all these great, like they're dropping facts, they're dropping like ideas, they're dropping like talking points. So like, we really appreciate you guys. So thank you. Just want to say thanks to chat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you everybody for coming to the second episode of the anime news network after a show where we're talking about attack on Titan. We'll be thank here you. again next monday at nine eastern six pacific and i want to give a huge shout out to anime nyc because this just keeps getting better and better and a lot of it is because they're here to help us out we couldn't do it we without love them. you yeah thank, so you. thank you you guys and i want to remind everybody again that we have a newsletter so please sign up for the newsletter at animenewsnetwork.com newsletter pretty self-explanatory easy to remember so head over there if you'd like to sign up and i also want to remind everybody to pick up your anime news network merchandise um maybe i'll wear it in the next show because i mean it's some good i need to get here. mine <laughs> it's at uh, kimonomerch.com so um head over there get yourself a coffee cup get yourself a t-shirt and support our show um thank you everybody again we'll see you next week bye bye Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.